however tough, there is always opportunities. I think you have to lean into times like this. Now, all of us, you know, we need to think about how we pivot and, and pivot to win. So some of the things that we did even yesterday may no longer be relevant to our clients, to the services that, that we want to provide today. You've got to stay within your circle of influence. You have to control the controllables. So I believe that the winning habits and the winning routines are even more important than ever. First of all, I want to keep myself physically fit. So more exercise, more meditation, and then I need to keep myself mentally fit. So you know, things like my Mozart time have become even more important when I've thought about, well, you know, what is, is my business of tomorrow going to look like? You know, what, where do I need to pivot? Why do I need to pivot? How is this more relevant to my clients than you know, what I was offering previously to, to accommodate you know, the period that we're in right now? Hello, listeners, and welcome along to the Mind to Lead podcast, the podcast where leaders are made. Whether you're a CEO, manager, teacher, or parent, I believe everybody can be a leader. My mission is to help my listeners understand the skills, traits, and mindset of what it takes to become an exceptional leader. I'm your host, Georgie Hubbard, business owner, career, and mindset coach. So if you're ready to discover the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. So welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast and today I am absolutely honoured as I'm sat down with an amazing entrepreneur, business owner, Andy Fell. Good to have you here, Andy. It's fantastic to be here. So for those that don't know who you are, can you just give us a bit of an overview into who is Andy and what's brought you to this point in time right now? Yeah, definitely. Well, I spent 30 years in financial services, 20 years in the UK predominantly running big people-centric distribution businesses, so branch networks, contact centers, and the like. And then I had the good fortune to be made redundant at the height of the GFC. And um, I'm a massive believer that there's opportunity in everything, as long as you're willing to, to look for it. And if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have relocated um, with myself, my amazing wife, and three of our four children out here to Australia. Um, so I spent another uh, eight or so years uh, in financial services here between Westpac and, and St. George Banks, initially in Queensland, then a number of years in Sydney uh, before I moved back um, to the Gold Coast. And again, similar kind of lines working, um, running branch networks essentially, and teams of relationship managers, both in, in business banking and also in, in private banking. And then I turned 50. And um, I took what I call the Sir Richard Branson test. Um, I, I imagined being 90 years old, sitting in a rocking chair, looking back on my life and saying to myself, you know, um, I didn't want to be saying to myself, if only I'd done this, I wish I'd done that. I could have done the other, I should have done that. So I decided, you know, it was time to move out of financial services and set up my own business. So I set up a, a business centered around four pillars, which is speaking, coaching, business consultancy and more traditional leadership talent development called Gift 631. And uh, three years later, here I am. Amazing. Right, there's a lot to pull apart there. But um, first of all, Gift 361, how did you come, um, come up with that name? Yeah, well, Gift 631. So I grew up at a property called 631 Kenworth Road. And uh, my grandfather was my first great teacher. And um, he left school at 12. He was a, a servant in a, in a big country house in England. And um, he always taught me to live life with gratitude, to live life with a, with a generosity of spirit, 
to live life with a servant's heart, to always do people a good turn. So just put good out into the universe and never worry if you get it back or not. Probably the only practical thing he ever taught me was, you know, never make a decision when you're tired. He said to me, things will always look better in the morning. And uh, when I was thinking about my business, I was thinking, you know, about my grandfather and his legacy. And I decided it'd be beautiful to put 631 in, in the name of, of the business. Then one day when I was uh, spending some time with myself, I, I, I was thinking about 631, 631, 631, and I actually flipped it around. So 136 is one of my goal achieving frameworks that help people really set one you know, big, hairy, audacious goal, but break it down into three sub goals and then break it down again into the six next best actions. So it's very manageable and you just focus on the action level. So that's the 631 part and, and obviously the, the flip of that. And gift, well, there's three things I really thought about I wanted my business to be around. Um, one was transformation, one was inspiration, and one was growth, so personal team and business. And um, I'd got down TIG 631, but it didn't really, it wasn't, it just wasn't, it just didn't get me. And then one day I was talking with someone who became one of my first coaching clients, and he was like, well, Andy, you know, I get, I get to the office really early in the morning, I stay there really late at night, I'm earning a lot of money, but, you know, I have no relationship with my partner, I have no relationship with my kids, even the dog doesn't want to go for a walk with me anymore. <laughs> you know, he says, I just lack fulfillment. Yeah. So I went home that night and I journaled just the word fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And I woke up the next morning and literally said to myself, wow, it's a gift. It's not TIG 631, it's mm -hmm. GIFT 631. Mm -hmm. So growth, inspiration, fulfillment, mm -hmm. and transformation. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I look to bring mm -hmm. to all my clients. That, wow, that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> I think that just, everything you just said there, I completely agree with. And your granddad sounds like an absolutely amazing human mm. being, like to teach the whole gratitude movement. Yeah. I think that even in times of chaos and uncertainty, it's always something to be grateful for, right? And Absolutely. How, how important in your leadership training and, and your coaching is that whole gratitude piece for people? Yeah, and so there's a couple of things. So first of all, I journal every single day, mm. and it's it's part of what I call my, my Mozart time. Mm. And I believe highly successful people establish really well-defined winning habits and winning routines. So essentially that they build a success system for themselves. Mm. And gratitude and journaling are core to my own personal success system. Mm. So on my 50th birthday, my wife Leona gave me a book by a guy called Hal Elrod, and it was called The Morning Miracle. And Hal talks about how highly successful people have a really well-established morning routine. And I took the components of his morning routine, all of which I do, but I don't do them all first thing in the morning. And from very, very early in my leadership career, I decided that I could build a great life just by looking at successful people, not in financial services, just study successful people, whatever industry they were in, and just learn what they're doing, copy it, and then add my own 10% winning edge. As I matured a little bit, it was learn what they do, adapt it to my life, and then add my own 10% winning edge. And that's what I really did with Hal's savers routine, which is about um, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. As I say, I do all of those, but I don't do them all first thing in the morning. So he would start with silence, so leaping out of bed, and um, meditating or centering yourself with your thoughts or if you follow a particular faith maybe some prayer 
But I just couldn't do that because I'd get up in the morning and my brain would be buzzing. And I'd be sitting there looking to meditate, just thinking about what I had to achieve that day. So I created my own morning routine, which is about starting every day with some movement. Now, many of my clients will say, Andy, I'm, I'm not a swimmer. I'm not a runner. I'm not a gym junkie. I'm not a cyclist. And I say, that's cool. Just, just move. You know, 20 minutes, walk, just walk for 20 minutes. Stimulate the body, you stimulate the brain. And, um, you know, a strong body, a strong mind is, is my viewpoint. And then I write down and uh, I literally, it's a process I call my mind cleanse. So I literally, everything that I'm thinking about that I've got to do, I just write it down. So it's a glorified things to do list essentially. Uh, but again, the brain can only hold four or five thoughts at any one time. So, you know, we're kidding ourselves if we think we can hold everything up here. So I just clear my brain by writing everything down I've got to achieve. And then I meditate. I meditate for just 10 minutes a day. I just use the Calm app. And then I have an appointment with Mozart. So Mozart time for me is time for myself, by myself, with myself. No technology, no chance of disruption. It's just me, my journal, and my thoughts. And it's what I call my 4M routine. So movement, mind cleanse, um, meditation, Mozart time. Straight off the, off the back of that, I'll then do an act of gratitude every single day. And when I was in leadership, in my diary, every single day was 15 minutes of, of thank you time. And I believe every leader can find 15 minutes a day just to say thank you, to praise, to recognize, to celebrate achievements, maybe within their own business, but also from their customers, from you know their partners, their suppliers, just other people they know in business. So it was always part of my winning habits and routines that I've just carried through into Give631. And then I time block. I just um, study um, Gary Keller, who wrote The One Thing, talks about having dedicated time to focus on the one thing. Mm-hmm. So I just time block. So by you know 10 o'clock in the morning, I've gone through a really well-established morning routine. I've, I've um, done my acts of gratitude, and mm-hmm. I've delivered the most important thing I've got to get done through that dedicated time block. Mm-hmm. And it just sets me up for success mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I have read that book, and again, it changed my life. And the the stat in there that really I will never forget when he talks about the hundred people. If you take a hundred people to start their working life, only five one person will be wealthy, five will be financially secure, thirty six will be reliant on their friends and family, fifty something will be dead, and um, and then the rest will be. Um, dependent on everyone for the rest of their lives and that that stat I thought oh my god I do not want to be in that 95% Mm. I want to be in the 5% Um, it's all about having a level 10 life and for some some people listening to this they might go oh you know I wouldn't be able to spend an hour or all that time in the morning doing that so what advice would you give for somebody who perhaps wants to start a morning routine or wants to start getting up early but doesn't know where to start yeah and I think you know, and again, it's not about say starting at five o'clock. Yeah. And one of the things I learned, I think, it was Brian Tracy or, or Jack Canfield said, there's, "There's a difference. There's a type of person who goes, oh, that just won't work for me because, and they'll just add five excuses why it won't work for them. And then there'll be the type of person who'll say, well, that won't work for me because I'm a single mother or I'm a busy executive or whatever it might be. But this would. And I think that's the difference that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And what I say to people is. I will share with you my whole winning system, all of my winning habits and routines. Mm. But like I said earlier, learn from them, adapt them to suit your own life, and then add your 10% winning edge. Mm. So for example, there are times where I literally just have to decouple the movement. I mean, I'll I'll make sure I I exercise and I move every single day, 
but say I'm away from home and I've got a really early meeting with a client, the other three M's is the sequence that I have to do each and every morning. Everyone should mind cleanse anyway because it's just organizing yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and like I say, it's like a glorified things to do list. Mm-hmm. The more pressure I'm under, I don't really feel stressed. But if there's any degree of anxiety in my life, there's two mm-hmm. things that I will not give up meditation and exercise Mm. so the mind cleanse leads to the meditation and as we both know you know meditation is about reducing any feelings of of anxiety or pressure Mm. but also increasing focus and concentration and creating um, clarity Mm. and that's where the Mozart time comes through Mm. because concentrated thinking time just me sitting with my thoughts Mm. without disruption without technology without worrying about inboxes or anything else Mm that's when the breakthrough comes Mm. you know i just capture whatever's going on in my mind in my journal Mm. and over time that's and i'm a great believer that greatness requires stillness from stillness comes clarity Mm. from from clarity comes breakthrough innovation and Mm. success and and to me if not the savers routine if not the 4m routine we'll create your own morning routine Mm. but be in control of the start of your day i think and I, i again i meet people who go oh my god you know, I get to the end of every single day and I go, what have I achieved today? I'm out of control from the first minute. And the minute you go to your inbox, you're working on someone else's priorities. You're not working on your own. You know, And it's very, very rare that an email can't wait 60 minutes whilst you set yourself up for success. I completely agree. And talking about habits that I want to go on to next, that was one of my bad habits when I first started my business. The first thing I used to do in the morning was check my emails. And I think you'll probably come across it as well a lot of people do do that so it's about breaking that habit but you're so right if you start your day on everybody else's problems and demands then you're not setting yourself up for success and how important are routines and habits for for leaders when they are helping and running teams and how they have to show up every day as the best they can be sure how like how do you go about in your coaching in for what what will coaching people to have morning routines and to have routines in place and good habits where would you start with somebody who didn't have anything in place right now yeah and I say to people look as a leader the way you come in is the way they go out you set the tone everybody uh, boss watches I love well, that. whether it's it's actively or, or rea- every, everyone's got an eye mm. on on the role modeling or otherwise of the leader mm. so this is where I say to everyone that I coach so it's really important you're set up. You're set up to meet the team, be it face-to-face, be it virtually. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the more senior you become in business, when I was the general manager of the St. George Bank, you know, I've got 2,000 people across 220 sites. I may only interact with some of them once a year, mm-hmm. maybe twice a year. So it needs to be a really, really good interaction. Mm-hmm. You can't be even 5% off form when you know, you're meeting members of, of your team because that's the tone that they remember. Mm. It's set until the next time, which may be a few months down the line. Mm. Equally, it's as important through email or through video communication mm. or anything else you're doing that you're, you're very centered mm. um, to make sure that leadership's about communication. And yeah. you know, I, I don't see enough leaders spending enough time really thinking about the quality and the clarity of the message. So that's how I tend to start with the people that I'm coaching to say, this is about setting not only, this is about self-leadership, but it absolutely flows through to how you lead and the tone that you set for, for those that you do lead. And, and that kind of ripple effect, you know, I used to say um, leaders cast long shadows 
Um, uh, now I like prefer to say leaders cast a long light um, across their business. And I think it's, it's really important that we think about all of our key interactions. And I see a lot of leaders who just rush from thing to thing to thing to thing. And I'm a great believer in the quality of the setup and the quality of the debrief. So people always say to me, you know, if you had to name two or three absolute must-do winning habits, one would be the morning routine. The second one would be the quality of the setup. So spending a few minutes before any key interaction. So it might be um, running a team meeting. It might be um, delivering a message at a town hall or some other type of, of bigger forum. It might be just a one-on-one coaching kind of session or performance review. But to spend a few minutes really setting up. And I use visualization every single day. Um, active visualization, which, which to me is about you know, we're sitting having a conversation. I'm visualizing the desired outcome that I want, but I'm also visualizing the best conversation that I've ever had. So I get into the ideal performance state before you know, I do whatever particular activity that I'm gonna do. And then um, the second thing uh, that I visualize is what I call, a bit of a glorified title, but more strategic visualization. So when I'm really thinking about the level 10 life and, and I, I let my mind just dream into that level 10 life and, and just seeing I mean, like where we are today, you know, almost the life of, 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 of my dreams. And, you know, so moving between the two. And then on the other uh, side of a key intervention, absolutely massive believer that there's one huge accelerator that gets missed by not just leaders by the vast majority of people and that's debriefing and I have a success formula which is success is having big clear goals a champion's mindset so success equals G plus M plus A so big clear goals a champion's mindset and then taking consistent action in two ways some of the actions relate to the winning habits and systems, like using affirmations, like using visualization, like using debriefs. And then some of them are the actions that directly relate to the achievement of the goals. But the biggest accelerator is the debrief. So anyone who takes a particular action, so it might be a coaching session, it might be um, a team meeting, it might be a big uh, conference presentation, that ability to debrief in the moment and if all you're really looking for is the one to two percent improvement if you apply that consistently even over a six month period you are so far ahead of where you were at the start of that particular period most people a good friend of mine from the world of formula one a guy called richard west talks about you need to plan you need to do and you need to review and richard's world is he's saying all i'm doing is seeing more and more people they just do 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 less and less planning but virtually no reviewing. And that review stage for me is a, is a real differentiator between you know, winners de- um, debrief more than the average. I think it's as simple as that for me. Mm. So, so when you say review, so one thing that I started doing a couple of years ago and I really got into personal development is a lot of reflection. So at the end of every day, I would sit and look at what I'd achieved that day and how I showed up that day and thought how could I be better where where did I where did I fall short today how important is that whole I guess review and reflection are very similar but Mm. is that the missing ingredient that you see a lot of leaders maybe go wrong when they set their goals and absolutely Mm. I think stage one for me is doing an end of day debrief Mm. which is where I was um, now I do an end of activity debrief so if you can do it in the moment at the end 
right at the end of every significant activity. And to me, it's a two to three minute, it's a really sharp process. And you're just reviewing, you know, what went well, what didn't go so well, what should I do differently, what can I do more of, or just use the stop, start, continue. You know, from that conversation, is there anything I should start? Is there anything I should stop? Anything I should continue, do more of, do differently? And then applying it. So if, say, you're in sales and you're seeing five clients a day, imagine if you're finding a 1% to 2% improvement between every single appointment. Mm. Over time, your mm-hmm. performance is going to be yeah. significantly improved. Yeah. Um, so if you can do both, then mm-hmm. I think you're in an absolutely fabulous position. Mm-hmm. But I do think you can call it reflection, you can call it reviewing, you can call it debriefing. It's, it's the ability to, to just take a few moments to, again, centre yourself, quieten your mind and just think through what you've done mm-hmm. and how you can do it better. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm. So you've talked about goals as well in your 136 model. So can you talk a little bit about, because I think when people set goals, they tend to set them so high and then they don't get there and then they get lose motivation. Yeah. motivation and then the goals mean we're, we're in March now. So you know, people set these big goals at the start of the year and maybe by now they're they're nowhere near hitting their goals so what's what's your winning formula how do you go about setting your goals yeah first of all i think the the small percentage of people who actually set goals Mm. tend to set goals that are just a little bit of a stretch out of their comfort zone Mm. which first of all doesn't your subconscious brain doesn't have to it doesn't need to be resourceful or innovative and also because it's just slightly outside your comfort zone it's not a real stretch so you know, if, if you do achieve the goal, it doesn't really take you that far in life. But it's too easy to give it up because it's not going to make a meaningful difference. So first of all, I encourage everyone to set what I call SMUT goals. When I used to go on training courses, people used to talk about SMART goals. And I love specific. I love measurable. I love time-bound. You know, a goal without a deadline is a wish. But <laughs> I just, I just achievable and realistic, just not for me. So I was working with this uh, organization in England called the Exeter, who are an insurance business. And we were talking about what I called unsmart goals. Mm. And they, they were like, Andy, we love the concept, but we don't like the term unsmart. Mm. Why don't you use smut goals? Anyway, and it's always stuck. So specific, measurable, unachievable, unrealistic, and time bound. <laughs> so setting really, really yeah. big goals. And then why do not why do most people they don't even make a start because the brain is overwhelmed they go i'm so busy Mm -hmm. how am i going to achieve that Mm -hmm. and that's where the one three six process comes in Mm -hmm. because it just breaks it down and i say to people all you need to do is focus on the action level Mm -hmm. take an action repeat the action take an action repeat the action Mm -hmm. and people say why six actions i go well again 26 is just too many Mm -hmm. it's a laundry list Mm -hmm. you know and you go i'm really busy i can't take on all these and yet if you only have two say you're not creating enough momentum mm-hmm. and the brain success breeds success the brain likes momentum mm-hmm. it just encourages you to keep going and keep mm-hmm. going so every time you take an action you replace the action mm-hmm. every time you achieve one of the sub goals you replace it and it just creates this 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 flywheel that just gathers more and more momentum and takes you in the direction of, of the really big goal and then i think it's doing all the sensible things that we both know which is um first of all writing that i write my primary goal down every single day along with my chosen affirmation. Um, it's about sharing the goal publicly with at least three or four people that you trust who are gonna be the wind beneath your wings. They're also gonna challenge you and stretch you, creating that level of, of accountability, creating visual representations of your goals absolutely all over the place. You know, I have it on my phone, I have it on my laptop, uh, you know, I have it in my office, it's just a visual representation of, of, of my goals and, and there's a vision board with, with the big picture type stuff. 
um, we like to create um, a song that we associate with a particular goal. Um, you know, my wife last year was going for a massive goal in her business, so she picked as her song um, "The Climb" by Miley Cyrus, and it was driving the rest of us bonkers. Like she would play it two or three times a day, so we would do everything we could to help her achieve the goal, yeah. just so we didn't have to li- <laughs> listen to the song anymore. You know, but it's about it's about mm. all these little triggers. So mm. you know, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, mm. there's something that triggers you back that associates you back with that goal. Mm. So it keeps it, it front of mind. So I think it's about having a system, but it's, it's then about having all these um, ways that you reinforce the movement towards the goal. I actually am less concerned about the achievement of the goal. I'm more concerned about the action I take on the way to the achievement of the goal. Because I know if I set a massive goal and get three quarters of the way there, it's better than setting a really small goal and overachieving by five or 10%. Mm, I love that. And- you just touched on something really important I want to just go back to. You've mentioned a lot about the people, you said people in that a lot. You've mentioned your wife mm. and I, I reach out to three people and tell them my goal. How important is it to have good people around you? Like what they say, you're the average of the five people. Like, do you yeah. think, if you found that in your life, that's who you surround yourself with, who you become, like there's lots of those messages. What's your take on that? 100%. Mm. So, you know, I talk about the four mindsets. So the player mindset, the victim mindset, the cynical mindset and the spectator mindset mm. and I'm an absolute believer in that you're the sum of the five or six people that you spend most time with so why would you pick anyone who's, who leads with a victim cynic or spectator mindset as a leader I knew I was only as good as as my team and um, I have a massive believer that A grade players recruit A grade players and B grade players recruit C grade players so if there's the, probably the only thing I did slowly in business was hiring. You know, I really took my time to make sure I found who I believe was just the best possible person that I could afford in any particular role. So to me, leadership, like I said earlier, is about great communication, but it's absolutely about building great teams. And um, I think that's another key difference. And a team that's very diverse in every aspect, but diverse thinking is what you're really looking for. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Mm. I think we should um, touch upon the current climate now yeah. of what's all happening because we've spoken a lot about habits and routines and the people that you surround yourself with. And obviously at the moment, um, we're going through something quite, well, it's going to be a huge yeah. thing that we look back in history. But there's obviously a lot of fear circulating at the moment from the media. And, you know, I think that people are sort of waking up in the morning, not just checking their emails, checking the news and what's your thoughts on where we are in terms of the whole leadership piece the climate we're currently going through with the virus and everything else that's happening like what's your advice to leaders right now yeah i mean however tough there is always opportunities Mm. and if you go back through history like the great depression in the united states was a period when so many you know new businesses emerged Mm. or in a particular field or a particular industry a business would emerge from the pack i mean kellogg's is, is a really well-spoken example of that that they found the new opportunity where all of their competitors at the time were almost stepping back Mm -hmm. so I think you have to lean into times like this now all of us you know when you think about how we pivot and and pivot to win so some of the things that we did even yesterday may no longer be relevant to our clients to the services that that we want to provide today Um, as we both know you've got to stay within your circle of influence you have to control the controllables. And I see a lot of people who are, who are panicking, 
there's a lot of group think uh, or bandwagon thinking uh, as as i like to call it where everyone's you know just jumping on that bandwagon and and panic is causing panic which is causing panic so i believe that the winning habits and the winning routines are even more important than ever so for example first of all i want to keep myself physically fit so more exercise more meditation and then i need to keep myself mentally fit so you know, things like my mozart time have become even more important when i've thought about well you know what is is my business of tomorrow going to look like you know what where do i need to pivot why do i need to pivot how is this more relevant to my clients than you know what i was offering previously to to accommodate you know the period that we're in right now so i think centering yourself um, having absolute clarity of of your purpose of of who you are and and what matters most is is so important mm-hmm. rather than you know knee-jerk reactions from here to mm-hmm. here to here i mean it is going to be tough i mean yeah. we all know that mm-hmm. so therefore you need to be more more certain mm-hmm. about who you are and and your the value of your business than mm-hmm. ever before totally agree and and for people listening to this and perhaps they are lacking in clarity at the moment what what sort of steps would you give them to, to help them on this journey that they're on now to find more clarity in their business and their life yeah i would suggest the absolute number one for me is spend 20 minutes less either on social media or just scrolling through news feeds mm. and reinvest that 20 minutes just get a journal get a pen turn off your phone turn off every mm. piece of technology that you have make sure you can't be interrupted and disruptive mm. and just spend some time you know journaling capturing your thoughts thinking about mm-hmm. you know what matters most mm. and how you reinvent yourself if you need to reinvent yourself mm-hmm. you know think about your superpowers as as a person mm. what is it that that you're really good at what is it that you were put on this earth to do mm. this could be a great opportunity to create something around what you love mm. as opposed to just a job that you're doing um, so that would be my first advice. I see, you know, people who are just getting caught up in the social media frenzy, or and clearly there's some high quality news, but there's some less than high quality news. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's reading the sources that I think are highly relevant. Mm-hmm. That should give you enough information about everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's. I mean, it's no one saw this coming, and I just think that everybody is just kind of running around with their heads in the clouds not knowing what to expect i think it's that uncertainty that breeds the fear so when you talk about the circuit of influence like what things do you think that people should be focusing on right now in their circle of influence what things can they be sort of doing every day to sort of maintain that calmness and that sort of peace of mind yeah and you know when i was setting up gift 631 i went straight through a what i call a 7p process so I started with what is my purpose and that would be the first thing getting really really clear on who I am and and, and what really matters mm. and then as part of that thinking about the legacy that I want to leave mm. and and legacy is how do I want to be remembered how do I want to be celebrated mm. and again if you're a leader mm. your your job is to absorb the pressure mm. not just release the pressure through to everyone who works for you mm. and I think we'll see some poor leadership behaviours playing out where, where people because they're not haven't got that clarity they're not centered they're not sure of themselves they're just releasing that pressure through through their system so you know purpose is is about um really having that level of certainty and and really understanding who you are as a a leader and as a person Mm -hmm. then i went to well okay that's what really matters getting really clear on the plan 
So, you know, what is your four, five, six step response to everything that's going on now to keep yourself relevant as a leader or if you're an entrepreneur or a small business to keep your business relevant in such a rapidly changing situation? Mm-hmm. Then um, I constantly come back to the third P, which is what problems am I solving? Mm-hmm. And I think if you're always crystal clear on the problems that you're solving for others, whether you work in a big business or a small business, coming back to the problems that you're solving, and then I say to myself, well, there's three things I've got to bring every single day. I've got to bring passion. It's, it's essential. You absolutely love what you do. You do what you love. You ever, if you're a leader, that just flows through into your people. If you're an entrepreneur or you run a small business, again, all of your clients, everyone you interact with, either virtually now or, or through physical relationships, um, just they just energy goes to energy. Yeah. And that's true for negative energy as well as positive energy. So you've got to bring passion. You've got to have that ability to be resilient and, and persevere. And then you've got to be patient. I think those are my middle three Ps. Uh, passion, perseverance, patience. And then my seventh P is pivot. Knowing when you've just got to change direction. Yeah. And I think that's critical. I still see people trying to hang on to a business model or mm. a particular service that was relevant two weeks ago that is just not relevant today. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting time. Mm. I think, like, I love everything you just said then. I just think, you know, it's just, it's now time to go inwards, isn't it? So I think we're searching for outward answers. And I think it's if the more clarity, the more time you can spend in solitude. And we're going to be experiencing yeah. a lot of that right now. So it's seeing it as an opportunity to learn, to grow, to tool up, to, like you say, innovate, you know, yeah. and think about what is coming, what is the future. And, you know, I... I don't think this is going to be a unique event. I think, you know, unfortunately, this may happen again at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what can we learn from this? What can we learn from this experience and applying that now in, in, in here and now? I mean, the other one, you, you've just said it there, Georgie, the, the need to self-development, mm-hmm. to self-develop. To me, self-development needs to be a daily event. Agreed. You know, we've, we've got to stay mentally sharp and mm. fresh and curious. Mm. Obviously, everyone talks about the growth mindset, but to me that that's just about investing in yourself and i think there was too much complacency around people would get the title manager or leader and they it's almost like they thought that's the end of the journey i've made it i'm a manager i'm a leader actually that's the start of the journey and i think self-development is just so important Mm, i totally agree any sort of tips on that like in terms of self-development like you've you've mentioned a couple of books that you've read um but what sort of you know is there anything that you've done over the years that you've found that you've has worked really well for your personal development yeah so I, I'm I'm not, I, I don't believe in multitasking yeah. <laughs> but what I do believe in is learning whilst I'm either exercising mm-hmm. or walking mm-hmm. that to me is um, about the, the, the height of my ability to multitask mm-hmm. so whenever I'm, I'm walking I will listen to audiobooks uh, whenever I'm running, I'll listen to audio books. The only other time, you know, I said to myself this year, I want to do more self-development than I've ever done before. And um, when do I tend to learn? Either when I'm in my car or when I'm, I'm exercising, be it walking or running. I thought, I don't really want to spend a lot of my time in my car, so I need to spend a lot more time running and walking. So there's a secondary benefit there. I'm getting fitter, I'm getting healthier, I'm getting fresh air, but I'm learning at the same time. So I've become a massive advocate of audio books uh, and podcasts, you know, it's there's so much richness to be learned mm-hmm. from just successful people. Yeah. I love to listen to successful people. Yeah. Um, a few books that I would recommend to everyone, you know, The One Thing by Gary Keller I mentioned earlier, Atomic Habits 
by um, James Clear, I absolutely love. Uh, I still listen to The Success Principles by Jack Hanfield at least uh, once a year, uh, which I, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan. I've listened to um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, mm -hmm. straight through twice. I'm a mm -hmm. big uh, fan of that. Uh, I do like a little bit of, um, so he's not to everyone's cup of tea. So obviously The Morning Miracle by mm -hmm. Hal Elrod, which I know you, mm -hmm. you're a big advocate of yourself. Uh, a little bit of Grant Cardone, the 10X rule every now and again, uh, fires me up. Um, not everyone's cup of tea. I, I absolutely understand that. Uh, would be some of Tim Ferriss' podcast. Absolutely um, fantastic. I love listening to Tim Ferriss. So it's just, there is so much, and I think I want to just stress free information out yeah. there as well. You know, like I think we are living in such a even with everything that's happening still an amazing time in history and just there is still so much to be grateful for Completely. and bringing it back to where we started and um you also said something at the start there where i want to go back to because you mentioned regret and regret is something that i never wanted to live with you know hence why mm. i moved to australia and now i'm on the gold coast and how how many people do you see like when you're coaching that are scared that to take the first step and but then that you you did it so like what that whole regret piece like how do, how do you work around that Cause i think it's just so powerful like fear versus regret i mean you, you can't have both right so how do you go about moving forward without fear and not living a life with regret yeah first of all you know i'm a general manager of a bank at 50 and with everything that goes with that mm. and then you know i leave and I set up my own business, and at day one, you know, there's no revenue, there's no clients, there's no nothing. So I've gone from huge security in a, in a big, big role mm -hmm. to running my own business, got four kids, mm -hmm. you know, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. So people just, I find a lot of people in the mid-30s who believe their life is set. They go, I've got a partner, you know, I've got kids, or I'm thinking about kids, I've got a steady job, we've got a dog, we've got a home loan and all that. And they convince themselves that life is, is set. And I'm a fundamental believer that we can reinvent ourselves tomorrow. We're, we're massively fortunate that we live in Australia. There's a huge opportunity in this country. And for me, um, what gave me the confidence and the belief was A, the high level of self-development, but secondly, following you know, my winning habits, my winning routines, working through that 7P process. So I didn't just, just leave and go, what am I gonna do now? I was really clear about um, my business, the the services that I was going to offer, the the problems I was going to be solving, and how I needed to show up on a daily basis. But when I when I did it, so many people said to me, I said I just haven't got that courage. I could never do that. So they've almost convinced themselves. There's there's one guy I never forget. We're at a um, my youngest daughter's school, and it was a father daughter breakfast, and he was there, and he was in his suit, and he was 15 minutes into the breakfast, and he's getting anxious. He's looking at his watch, and it's like. <sighs> You know, I could hear his phone buzzing in his pocket. You could just tell the anxiety that he, you know, he was almost putting his first meeting and his inbox before that amazing opportunity to spend, and it wasn't a long time, it was just an hour, father and daughter. And he looked at me and I was in a polo shirt, a pair of shorts, and he goes, he goes, I just cannot tell you how much I admire you. He said, I've been in my job so long, I am bored. He said, but I guarantee this time next year, I'll still be here worried about the meeting, worried about the inbox, worried about the job. And I, and I said, why? And he says, because I just don't have the courage. You know, and I think, again, people just get caught up with a pattern of life. 
And you just got to find a way to break that mm-hmm. that pattern. Mm-hmm. And Mozart time for me is my circuit breaker on a on a daily basis to really mm-hmm. think about about what matters most. Mm-hmm. And everyone, just take the Richard Branson test. Mm-hmm. You know, sit yourself at yeah. 90 years old in that rocking chair, looking mm-hmm. back on your life, and you do not want to be saying to yourself, mm-hmm. "If only, if only, if only." And the the unfortunate thing is, so many people that is how they'll be thinking. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, I think when I started my business, you know, I had all the same, exactly what you just said then, you know, I was on a nice salary, I had a home, and I was one of those people who's like, you know, this is it, I could, I could, this could be my life mm. right now, I'm quite comfortable, but exactly the same thing mm. that made me do it was I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back and regret anything. Yeah. And I think that is the key, isn't it, to a lot of Completely. taking the first step. You know, mm. think putting yourself in the future and go, what would my future self say? What would my future self do? So I think that's such a crucial piece right there. And I want to touch upon success as well because everyone's idea of success is different. And what you just said then about you and your daughter was so beautiful because I think that, you know, people think, you know, oh, I'll be successful when I've got the house and I've got the car and I've got this and I've got that. How do you find define success? now in your life yeah so my, my chosen affirmation for this year is i am loving being ceo of my own life <gasps> Love and it. the time and financial freedom that it brings Brilliant. that's what leona and i my wife and i that's what we're really looking for time and financial freedom to be the ceo of our own lives so we can make the choices so now because i'm self-employed i can make i don't make a hundred percent of the activities that i want to do with with my kids but i can make 80 90 percent because I, I have the ability to make so many more choices and that's what success is to us you know we want to travel the world uh, and not just once we just want to when the opportunity allows itself again but we want experiences we want we want travel so even if we don't have you know the the level of you know and again after three years of being self-employed we're not that far away but even if we don't have quite what we had in in big jobs in financial services we just have so much more you know and and it's not about, um, it's, you know, when you hit that age and you're in that rocking chair, having this big pile of dollars in the bank that you've never yeah. actually used and you're exhausted yeah. because you've just chased, you know, this the, the corporate ladder for so long. Mm-hmm. To me, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's financial wealth, but it's mm-hmm. not life wealth necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. We're completely on the same page there. Yeah. And I think it's such a powerful question, like redefine what success looks mm. like. Because I think people think success looks like, you know, businessman or businesswoman, big house, nice car. But a lot of these people are fundamentally unhappy. Mm. Their lives aren't their own. They're not spending time with their family. And like you just said then, they, they might get to the end of their life and go look back and go, what was it all for? Yeah. You totally. know, and we are very blessed that we do live in a beautiful part mm. of the world. And, um, you know, I do wake up every day and go, I'm very, very grateful. Likewise. Yeah. You know, and, and how do I have an amazing life? Yeah. That's, that to me is, is the question. A life that gives you happiness, fulfillment. Mm. You know, you can live life with gratitude. Mm-hmm. And there is a percentage of people where they do get that fulfillment from a, a corporate kind of existence. Mm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And if that's mm. you, amazing. Mm. Just, just go and mm. enjoy the hell out of that style mm. of life. Mm. But there's so many who are unfulfilled who are unhappy mm. who feel trapped mm. and i just truly believe there's a better way yeah i totally agree um andy where can people find you yeah i mean uh, linkedin uh, i've got my own youtube channel mm-hmm. which has a lot of the things that we've talked about and a whole pile more mm. um so basically you know andy fell mm-hmm. uh is 
Andy Felgif631. Mm. You'll find me um, mm. through YouTube. Find me on LinkedIn. That's my Facebook uh, business page. Mm. Um, and uh, what winners do, if you just Google what winners do, again, you'll find my events brand and my events kind of business as well. Mm. Love it. Final question. If we were about to put a billboard up for the world to see, what message would you want to have on it? At the moment, it would be um, Sompra Avanti, which is, well, actually, I'd put two messages on it if I've got to be really, <laughs> really honest. That's all right, you have two. <laughs> um, so Sompra Avanti is Italian for always forward. And uh, I believe, you know, what's happened has happened. Or what is happening is happening, but we've all got to move always forward. And the second one would be all in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have this little process that is, decide what I'm going to do, commit to doing it. And if I'm not massively committed, I don't even start. Mm. So I probably start less and finish more than most people. Mm. I see so many things that just fizzle out, fizzle out. People start and then they're not that committed. So decide what I'm going to do, commit to doing it, and then go. And once I go, I go all in. Mm. So there you go. Sompravanti and all in. Love it. Andy, (laughs) thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, look forward to hopefully working with you again soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode. To help us spread the message, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings. And look, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Georgie Hubbard. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Georgie L. Hubbard. Let's connect. I hope you have an incredible day and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon.